Well, good morning, everyone, my brothers and sisters. If you're in the Fellowship Center, if you're live stream, or if you're in this room and we're together, it's uh, it's already been a great day uh, together, and we've uh, started our services over here. Uh, you probably, I don't know if you saw that online, but Fellowship Center, we had a baptism already this morning and just some great worship. Uh, what a great, great way to start. All right. I love this time of year. Uh, I, I loved it when I was a kid because, you know, school's out. Uh, but now as an adult uh, working here, so many people come through here during the summer that we get to meet. And we are so thankful uh, that you come here. And uh, I didn't realize that uh, West Monroe was on the way to a lot of places. And so you end up stopping, and we, we thank you for that. Uh, if you would, go ahead and start turning uh, into, in your Bibles. We're going to dive into Second Peter chapter 1 today. I, do, uh, I would be remiss if I did not say welcome uh, to our Camp Chioka staff of 2023 that are here with us today. There's a whole slew here. I think there's a slew probably in the other room. Uh, as they come in from all over the country, they're going to be taking care of your kids this summer. Uh, whenever you get the, uh, the, the, you send your kids to camp for a week, uh, they get you, they're the ones taking care of you, giving you the break. So let's give them a round of applause for what they're doing. Uh, they are, they are the most important ones at camp. And they speak life and love into uh, the kids for sure. We are privileged today to have a fine young man, uh, Carter Smith. Come on up here, buddy. Carter with a K, as he is known uh, in, in, in a lot of our lives there. Great guy. He uh, just finished second grade, second grade this year uh, as a Caroli Comet. And next year, he'll be heading to, to the third grade and will be uh, uh, an OCS Eagle next year. So, all right. Way to go for you, buddy. Uh, what You got any big plans for the summer? No. None? None? You just going to sit around watching TV? No, probably not. You're going to be having a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I see you got a buddy down there. Is that little sister Kennedy down there with you? Yeah. You like your little sister? She's okay. She's okay. I know she loves her big brother for sure. And uh, we got to give little sister some love there. Carter's going to be reading 2 Peter 1.19 for us. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Amen. And, and I want to tell you, uh, Miss Lori picked you up a little Chick-fil-A gift card the other day for reading for us today. And she gave it to me Thursday. And I don't know where I put it. So as soon as I find it, I'll get, I'll get you taken care of. Okay, buddy? All right. Hey, you want to hand that to, to Mr. Derek down there as you go down? Good deal. Good job, Carter. Lori, help me find that gift card. I don't know where I put it. You gave it to me, but I don't know where it is. We'll find it. We'll get you taken care of, buddy. It's really funny that uh, we're talking about memory today, <laughs> remembering, and obviously mine needs to be worked on. You know, that scripture that Carter read lies at the heart of the text that we're working through the day, uh, and it has elements in it like clarity and themes of assurance, light shining into darkness, uh, and anticipation of something greater. Is it me or are y'all hearing a little 
Y'all, y'all are good? Okay, I can deal with it. I just didn't want y'all to have to, if, uh, okay. Uh, so you, you hear this, these themes here, all elements Peter wants to remind his readers about as we delve into this rich text. Uh, how, you know, speaking of, how is your memory? <laughs> uh, obviously mine's struggling. Uh, you ever got, forgotten anything that's very important and then jump up and like, ooh, good night. Uh, how many have done that already today? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting? I wish I could. There are things that I want to forget that I can't forget and things I want to remember that I want to remember. Uh, but I can't remember the things I want to remember and I forget the things I want and I can't forget the things I want to forget. Did that make sense? Did you follow that? Yeah. And I think that's, oh, why do I have to keep remembering that? Well, it's just the way our, our fallen flesh is. Uh, around, uh, around my house, I'm a, I'm a list guy. Uh, I identify with, uh, I, I can't remember the, the commercial it was, but it was the guy that, it was his little girl's birthday party and he had to go get the cake, had to get the balloons, had to go get this and get this and, and I had to pick up a couple of people and he pulls in and he's marking things off of his list and, and he pulls up and all the kids get out of the van and he's got the balloons and the cake and she says, did you get my mom? And he hands her the cake, turns around, and says under his breath, what on the list? And that's me. That's me. I go into the store. Uh, we will make a list. I go into the store, and I'm getting everything on the list that I can find, usually with a couple of calls to Karen because I'm, I'm okay, what does this mean? And, and now Karen will make a list and then leave it at home. And forget the list, but then remembers to get everything on the list and then some. So somehow or another around my house, it tends to work out pretty good. It is interesting that this is Memorial Day and that we're in this text. And Peter starts with reminders. He, In fact, he starts with, let's, let's do a little reading here in chapter 1, verse 12. So I will always remind you. Of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body. Because I know that I will soon put it aside as the Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that you, that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Three different times in four verses, he says, remember. And, and, and even though they're, they're very similar in how they, uh, whether he's trying to get across, each one has a little bit different twist. Remind. It basically says, I'm going to keep, I'm bringing it up again. It's the story that you keep hearing every Christmas or every Thanksgiving that, that somebody tells. Usually in my house, it's me. Uh, we keep bringing that up. He said, I'm going to keep bringing this up. And then the, the other word, refresh. Hey, remember when he's stirring that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stirring that memory up. And then the word remember, think back to what I told you. Each one has to jog our memory or recalling something, but each one has a different twist. And so we're, we're, there's going to be three reminders that he has in this text uh, for us today, for, for his uh, his final words, actually, that he would write in this text for us. One is, reminder number one, uh, is to remember your growth. 
That's where he says, I want you to remember, I want to remind you of these things. What things? Well, the things he's going to tell them here in a minute and the things he just got through telling them about uh, that Mike covered last week. He calls to, uh, yeah, there are calls to remember all over the Bible. Why are there calls to remember all throughout Scripture? Because we're forgetful people. We forget real easy. We can quickly run off in the wrong direction. And he says, I want to constantly remind you of the things you already know and are firm and make sure you're firmly established in the truth you have. What are some of those things? One, that Jesus has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Go to that next slide there. I love this slide that Jeremy put together a few a little few weeks ago for when he was doing communion. And we could have these all over, but aren't they beautiful pictures? Uh, and, and some of you were probably here for some of these. It's at that moment, it's at that moment that you're given everything you need for life and godliness. Whenever you come up out of that water and you've, in Romans 6, says you've buried that old person and you're raising to walk a brand new life. You have everything you need for life and godliness. Your sin is gone. The burdens that you carried are now lifted. The Holy Spirit is given to you. Jesus is your high priest. You have access to the Father. The whole Trinity, the whole Godhead is working for you at that moment. From that moment on into eternity, you have everything you need for life and godliness. That's what he wants you to remember. You've been given everything you need for life and godliness. Through Jesus, he also says, you've escaped the corruption of the world and you participate in the divine nature. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. But I look at me, and I don't see too much divine here, but because of what He did for me, because of the gospel, because of the Holy Spirit living in me, because of the high priesthood of Jesus Christ and my access to the Father and this family right here, we all get to participate in whatever that nature is. Thank you, God, for that, because the rest of this is not really good. And there He put something good in me and creates something. Coming back to this this verse 12. I will always remind you, even though you know them and here are firmly established in the truth you now have. It is our goal. It is our desire that everyone, whoever hears this, whether it be this week, today or later on this week or sometime in the future, that all believers that are that are within our purview and all believers really everywhere have a firm, firm or a firmly established in the faith and the truth of Jesus Christ. That is our goal. We want our body to grow. We want this body of believers to be so solid in their faith that nothing is going to cause them to waver. We want you to grow. We have a lot of opportunities to grow here at White Cherry Road. That's why, whenever we go to that next slide, that's why when you see this, you know, what is all that? That's, that's, encompassing just about everything we do and a lot and each one of those circles has a lot to it uh a lot of a lot of moving parts to that and if if you're like man i'm here and i don't i don't what does this mean well you can take your phone out right now wherever you are and scan that code 
or you can find somebody with a tag on in one of these shirts you'll see in just a second and ask them, how do I get involved in some of this? I need to grow. I'm interested in what this is, and I've never seen that. That sounds like something I'd be interested. Do it. Do it. Get involved. We were not saved to sit. We were saved to serve. And so let's let's serve. And I appreciate you so much, everybody that shows up here uh, at, at all hours of the day, uh, on Sundays and throughout the week. And there and then there's those times you don't even know about. Uh, there are there are the angels that come in and do different things, and 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 they're the they don't they don't want the recognition, but wow, they do it for the glory of God. There's all kinds of things. As we serve, we grow. As we grow, we serve. When our eyes are focused on the gospel and on Jesus Christ, our hands begin to serve. But boy, when our eyes draw right here to us, our hands turn in and they, we become very selfish. Thank you for being a serving church. Thank you for being uh, the hands and feet of Jesus. Our growth leads to productivity in the kingdom. And the kingdom expands and God gets the glory. Starting next Sunday, we have Rooted. Uh, Rooted is uh, something that uh, it, we, we... By the way, I'll just ask the question here as we ask in our meeting this morning. How many of you have been through Rooted previous? Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's a good show of hands in the other room. Uh, Rooted is a... Uh, Basically, it's a small group opportunity to grow in Jesus. It's, uh, we did this back in 2019, early 2020. COVID shut it down, uh, but we're bringing it back, and it is a wonderful. I went through three groups, four groups myself uh, in Rooted, and it was a wonderful. You'll get a book that looks like this, and you'll have some daily stuff that's going to help create rhythms in there. You'll be in with uh, other other brothers and sisters in your group some will be just guys some will be just girls some are going to be couple groups and wonderful opportunity uh to do that i've asked derek to come up and share just a minute about his experience with rooted which was four years ago now huh four years ago four years ago so um yeah four years it's been a it's been a great journey many of y'all know my journey um Oh, I can't thank God enough for just what he's brought me and where he's brought me these past four years. But many of you may not know, but I was at a bit of a crossroads. So when Dave called me and said, we're sharing, we're going to bring Rooted back out, I was pumped. I was completely pumped because Rooted has meant so much for me in my walk. And, and uh, God's used it at a time I needed it. And looking back, man, I'm so thankful for it. So I was, like I said, I was at a little crossroads. Don't judge me. This is a non-judgment zone, right? We're at church. But um, early in my recovery, I was visiting a couple more churches, right? Not proud to say that now, but I'll be open and honest. But I had signed up for Rooted a couple weeks before that. So I'm sitting there at another church one morning, and I see I get a phone call from one of my mentors, Brian Rucker. And I'm so thankful for Ruck. Um, so I get out of church, and I call him back. I said, hey, bud, what's up? He said, say, man, you're in my Rooted group, but I didn't see you here this morning. I'm going to need you to be here next Sunday morning in our group. It starts at 8 a.m. Like there was no, you need to come. Hey, bud, why aren't you coming? He's like, nah, be here Sunday morning. And I am so grateful for that phone call because there's no telling where I would have went. If I would have kept visiting other churches and whatnot, there's no telling where I would have led. But 
That phone call led me into that rooted group. And rooted is so great. Not, did I, not only did I learn so much about God and the rhythms and the foundation and who he was, because remember, I'm early in this walk. I still have my little ponytail dancing around on top of my head, stuff like that. Didn't know who God was. And that taught me so much. It taught me his view on money. And it taught me how to be a disciple. So many great things that I learned through them, two, them 10 weeks. The prayer experience out of this world, literally. Um, service experience was so great. But even above all that, and I encourage all you guys to go through Rooted, it's the relationships that you build in, in Rooted. Because when I walked in that Rooted group, of course, not only was my mentor, the man who shared the gospel with me for the first time, but there was this gray-headed man that I love and respect so much who I didn't know by the name of Robert Abels. And our relationship started then. And that relationship from that rooted group is not just a, a small relationship. He is like a father figure to me. And Kathy was in a rooted group with my wife, Kayla. So not only that, we got approval through rooted that we could get married from Robert and Kathy Abels, which is big. So, so not only that, my, my life changed completely through rooted and I am so excited that we're bringing it back. So if you miss out on the opportunity to sign up for this go round, we are going to bring it back in the fall. I want to encourage you guys, it's life-changing, and don't miss the opportunity to sign up. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Uh, everything you need for life and godliness, it's lining yourself up to receive that, putting those environments in the right place. And rooted is one of those things. There's a lot of things to do, but this is one thing that we're doing here. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that signed up. We're full. So if you're like, ah, oh, what about today? We're Go ahead and sign up, scan, sign up. We're already creating groups for the fall. And there will be more. Thank you so much. We, we are, we're slam full, uh, of people. And thank you, you. Look, you signed up and most of you didn't even know what it was. So thank you for trusting us with that. So if you signed up next Sunday, you go to B4 all the way at the end of this wing. Uh, and Josh and I and others will be in there and your, and your group leaders, uh, will, will be there. It's going to be a great experience this summer. And if you signed up and don't show up, Brian Rucker's calling you. And who knows, you might meet your spouse, uh, get approval to get married in there. How about that? Who knows? Not, no promises on that one. That was just the serendipity uh, for there. Reminder number one, grow. Put yourself in an opportunity to grow. Not only do we have Rudy going on, Mike Kellett and Josh Patrick and myself will be teaching First Timothy. There's a lot of fun stuff in First Timothy, a lot of hard stuff in First Timothy. Uh, but we're going to deal with it. We're not sure where we'll land on it. We've been studying through it. You get to First Timothy chapter 2 and it says women will be saved through childbirth. Mike's going to teach that. And figure out what that means. <laughs> well, who knows? What? But we know what? We're going to deal with it. We're going to dig in there. And we're going to study God's Word together. You can't, you can't, you know, we may not know where we land, but we're going to delve into God's Word. So let's, let's join. That's at 9 o'clock uh, on Sundays. Reminder number two. Never forget the gospel. Let's read verse 16. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. 
For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came from him from the, maje- from, from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were on the, with him on the sacred mountain. Some folks were obviously challenging the reader's uh, recollection of what they remembered of what their of what their life was of they were challenging Peter's testimony and the other 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 apostles false teachers were coming in attempting to derail their progress in the faith in the next chapter Paul has some pretty serious words for those false teachers so be here next week because it's it's ooh, it's it'll make you curl your toes some of the things that he has to say about them there have always been folks that will try to derail the gospel Paul wrote in 2 Timothy, his final words, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine or healthy teaching. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from truth and turn aside to myths. Why? Because it sounds good. It makes me feel better. Sometimes truth, what? It hurts. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel good. But man, it sure it's 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 refreshing. Does this still happen today? Yes. There was a point in time where the world tried to deny the existence of Jesus, but when that couldn't be done, they tried to de deify him, make him just another dude, another guy. A good guy. My brothers and sisters, he's more than just a good guy. He's God in flesh. Yes, and that is, that is, we build our foundation of life and doctrine on that fact. Because it is a God in flesh, our God in flesh, who died for us and rose from the dead. It is God's power. The gospel is God's power to save us. It is God's power to sanctify, to make us holy. It is God's power to strengthen and secure us so that when false teachings come in when people come in and deny the truth and people try to come in and derail us we're we we're so solid and firm in truth and in the gospel that okay this doesn't sound right let's filter it through the gospel you turn something on you hear something that goes sideways doesn't mean we're going to agree on everything but boy if it if it if it denies jesus and his resurrection throw it out spit it out That's why we emphasize the gospel so much, because it is God's power. Paul reminds them that their testimony about Jesus was nothing they could have made this made up. You ever you ever been telling a story and it's a true story and people look at you like, really? Look, I can't even make this up. That's what it is when it comes to the gospel. Guys, we can't even make this up if we tried to. We did not do that. Their testimony was eyewitness of what God was in the approval that he was giving to Jesus. Now, and he, and he recalls one of those stories. Now, think about everything that Peter saw, everything that he experienced with Jesus up till now, the end of his life, some oh, 15, 20, 30 years later. And what does he go back to? That moment on the mountain with Peter James and John and Jesus there where they get a glimpse of some great stuff on the mountain there Peter James and John there's Moses Israel's great and unlikely deliverer and a mediator of the covenant pointing to Jesus 
There's Elijah, the lonely but bold prophet. The one that John the Baptist was came in the spirit of. There on the mountain, pointing to Jesus. And here are Peter and John. This is a Moses. This is Elijah. Jesus. Peter's like, let's build some shelters. Let's stay a while. It's like, wait a run the moment, Peter. And they saw Jesus had been transfigured in such a way they got a glimpse of something glorified, whatever it is, and they they were transformed by it. You know, it took a little while to kind of get it all together, but eventually all three would become leaders and martyrs and persecuted for their faith in some way. Why? Because it became clear. They kept, even after the fact, they went back and said, this is the moment it became clear to us. When did it become clear to you? When was that, when was that moment of realization that something's got to change? When was that moment that all of a sudden you heard it a certain way, you saw something a certain way, somebody said it a certain way, you read it, you came to the breaking point and said, okay, I see it now. Maybe you hadn't had that yet. Maybe we're still waiting on that one. It's the gospel that will illuminate that in your life. Those of you who have had that, Stick with those moments. Stick with those times when it became, when the gospel became so clear to you that you saw Jesus and you're like, man, I've known about you, but I've seen you for the first time. Whenever shame hits, don't let it hinder your progress. Remember the gospel. Don't forget it. Don't forget the transformation. Whenever doubt, confusion, and fear cloud decisions and judgment, you fall back on the gospel. Whenever you're hijacked in your mind and you don't know what to do, you praise God for the gospel. Because it is still the power to save. It is still the power to keep secure. It is still the power to sanctify. And he's still working for that. Be firmly and established. Don't let some fine-sounding argument tickle your ears. Well, this just just feels better. Hey, okay, but is it truth? Is it the truth of the gospel? Don't, don't forget the gospel. Don't forget your growth. Don't forget the gospel. The final reminder is this. Don't forget God's still working. I love that song, Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, what? You're working. Even when I don't feel it, what? You never what? You never stop working. And that's in creation. That's in our life. That's in our redemption. Verse 19. And we have, not only do you have our eyewitness testimony in the gospel, but we have... The word of the prophets more certain. Some versions say the word of the prophets more fully confirmed. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Just as Peter says, we can't make this stuff up. The prophets are like, we can't make this stuff up either. We're not even sure what we were writing about sometimes. We long to look into it, but it was revealed later on. 
And they wrote about in anticipation of great things. He's referring to the Old Testament where Jesus is the theme of the Old Testament. Someone comes along and says, oh, Old Testament doesn't matter. Yeah, it does because Jesus is all over the Old Testament. He's everywhere in it. In the Old Testament, there are countless allusions and predictions and prophecies about Jesus. All point to the fact that God is still working. He's working then. He's working now. He reminds them that the message of Jesus, the gospel, was confirmed by these prophets. They were light shining in dark places. If you go read through what was going on when those prophets wrote, and I encourage you to spend some time reading the Old Testament. It's some dark times. They, the nation of Israel looked like a lot of our lives, probably most of our lives. You have some good days and what? You have some bad days. You have some good seasons. You have some bad seasons. And there's sometimes you're close and sometimes you struggle uh, with, with where you are in your walk. But the prophets were this light that was shining in a dark place. There's hope. There's a glimmer here. Even in the darkest times, there's a glimmer to point and to illuminate the way. Jesus himself, the predicted light to come, said, Those living in darkness have seen a great light then he says the this about until the day dawns and the morning star rises where in your hearts so that light invades our life that one that the prophet spoke about is now indwelling us and illuminates out of us god's great plan of salvation is light in the darkness that we that shines out of us it's not something the prophets came up with it's something that god originated in his mind the bible says before the creation of the world this is nothing that was cleverly invented this is god's epic and his stepping down into light of the world, stepping down into darkness, so that we could be redeemed. So the challenge is this. Let's remember. Let's remember to grow. Put yourself in a situation where you will grow. That means might change some of your rhythms, some of your habits. Might change who you're with. Put yourself in line with good people. And also, get in God's Word. Uh, I'll, I'll mention the young man, that he's, he's here today. He responded last week, and I loved it. Been here a week. Troy's his name. And uh, I already had a couple of numbers and talked to some of our members that were surrounding him last week and this week. He said, can I get a Bible? I said, buddy, yeah, no problem. And... Uh, I was looking for him. He had to leave. But, Troy, you got your Bible, don't you? Hold your Bible up. He's got his Bible. (laughs) Get in that thing and read it, Troy. Spend time in God's Word. Spend time in worship. Stand firm. When things get tough, stand firm. When you're not sure, stand firm. Just keep pushing along and keep surrounding yourself and remember that you are part of God's working and God working through you. I stand in awe of how quickly lives can change. Uh, Friday night, it's my favorite night of the month, is chip night. Um, this room was pretty full and uh, a, lot, a lot of people and two very dear people to me. Uh, Got a four-year chip 
uh, one, most Sundays, uh, welcomes us, and then uh, runs upstairs to work with your kids, Tommy Perkins. And I say this with their permission. Got a four-year chip. And it's amazing to watch the transformation of a person's life and of a family. And then four years ago, uh, a guy with a top knot came in and uh, wasn't really sure, as he said, was in a crossroads in his life. And, and now he's telling you to encourage you to go to Rooted today. And he, he's one of your Celebrate Recovery ministry leaders. Four-year chip Friday night. So, Derek McQueen. Four years ago, you didn't have your beautiful bride sitting next to you, and you didn't have that beautiful boy that we prayed for and loved so much. Isn't it amazing how quickly things can change when God invades your life? It's another beautiful person that got her one-year chip, and the same night got a blue chip. And they were sitting in front of me, she was sitting in front of me, and, and I heard her say, I needed this. You know what? Because we're still growing. We're still putting, and I love that because she, and that's the challenge for all of us from, from her life, is to continue to put yourself in a position to grow. I want to go back to that baptism slide again. All brand new lives and many, many, many more. There are many we don't even know about. The door has not closed. The door is still open for a renewed life. And that's what we, I want us to remember. The gospel is God's power to save. That can happen right now. It's already happened once. It can happen, it can happen for whoever. The water's still warm. But also the gospel recenters our life. When we get that chip that says, all right, I got a year underneath my belt, but I still got stuff I'm working on. The gospel recenters us back to where we need to be so that we stand secure and we stand on firm, solid ground of the truth. So whatever your need is with the gospel today, respond to that while we have this moment where we stand and sing.